listening to Lead Defend, the podcast designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of your young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build your faith as you engage in a changing culture. Here are your hosts, Seth Tucker and Ryan Scantling. Hey, welcome back to the Lead Defend podcast. This is Seth and I've got Ryan here with me. We're actually in the studio together but we've still got Andrea Lennon with us. Andrea, say hi to the crowd. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> hey, we love Andrea. And truth is, we just get a lot done when Andrea's around. So we decided <laughs> to keep her around and keep doing some podcasts and turning them out. Hey, we're continuing our series where we look through LifeWay's uh, surveys where they talked about the state of theology in America. And Andrea, you have a real passion for truth and leading people to know truth. And these statements are all true statements that they ask people to respond to. So how does truth even play into our lives? Well, you know, it obviously it sets us free. It's the path to freedom. Mm -hmm. And when we surrender to the truth, then we live that victorious life that, you know, God provides through Jesus Christ. And so truth is everything. Um, at my ministry, Andrea Lennon Ministry, our tagline is encouraging women to know the truth, live the truth, share the truth. And so it's actually just progressive in the nature of know it, you know, in terms of our thinking, you know, live it in our actions, but share it in our deeds. And so like, we should be a picture of God's truth in every relationship, in every setting, um, in every circumstance. And that not only becomes freedom for us, but it's actually like just this beautiful picture that we get to just tell to the world. Well, speaking of truth, in LifeWay's State of Theology research, they asked this statement to several thousand Americans and got these responses. The statement was, God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. I'm sorry, that's not a true statement, but they asked that statement to see how people would respond. And there are 42% of people who strongly agreed that God accepted the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. 21% somewhat agree, 8% somewhat disagree, and 16% strongly disagree. 13% were not sure about that question. So that means that well over... Uh, I guess it's well over 60%, 63% agree with the statement that God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. So where do we even start with this, this thought, Seth? Well, if we're going to be talking about this thought, uh, I, I like to think, you know, bigger picture sometimes. And I first want to discuss that, and I, I don't want to, to be all like, you know, political or anything, you know, like fake news. But the truth is, um, there's a lot of fake news out there. Hmm. There's a lot of statements that the enemy of God wants people to believe. And he says things in a way that, that sound like it, that, oh yeah, that's good. That's of God. You know, sometimes yeah. it was just Oprah that said it. Uh, but sometimes it's just something that we would think about God to be true. Wow. But it's clearly not because in this question itself, it sounds like, oh, yeah, a good God is going to accept people's worship. Maybe they haven't heard about him and, and, and therefore they're just worshiping what they know, right? I mean, that's been the age old argument in the scriptures is uh, when we, in, in like Bible and theology classes, even uh, in college, is if people have never heard of God, but they worship the sun, they just worshiping the biggest thing that they've ever seen. So why, why was that not okay? Well, it's because uh, our God has certain characteristics, as we talked about last episode, and sometimes you can worship something, or him even, in a way that does not honor his character, and that is improper worship. So, Seth, what you're saying is that a person who doesn't have a faith that's prescribed in the Bible 
doesn't have a legitimate faith and God doesn't receive their worship. Well, if you want to take my two minutes of talking and boil it down to 10 seconds, sure. But 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 that's that's what we're saying, in, and that's a hard statement. Yeah. Because that means that there are some people that I do life with that God doesn't accept their worship because they're not worshiping him and they're not trusting him. Yeah. You know, Jesus made a really exclusive statement in John 14. He said it this way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no one who comes to the Father except through me. I mean, you want to talk about exclusivity. There is no one who comes to the Father except through me. I mean, to say that he is the way, the truth, and the life mm-hmm. means that there's a lot of ways to get it wrong. If there's only one way to get it right, there are yeah. hundreds of thousands of ways to get it wrong. And oftentimes we settle and we allow our friends to settle for less than God's best just in the everyday of life. But this is a question that has to be settled in our hearts and minds. Mm -hmm. We have to come to a place of truth on this question because Jesus is saying there is only one way. So I can't even begin to say this question is so important. Whether you're sitting in a classroom and you're maybe hearing something that the professor is saying, or maybe you're having a conversation over coffee with a friend and you're not quite sure what to say. So, you know, we kind of want to dodge it. We want to avoid it because it makes us uncomfortable. We have to press into this question. And so the, the question is important, but for a student sitting in their college dorm room, why is this important in their everyday life? Why? I mean, let's say that they're a Christian and they believe in Jesus and believe that Jesus is who he said he was and did what he said he did. Why is it important for them that they have this view that God doesn't accept the worship of every other religion on earth? Well, okay, so I had this argument. I say argument. I had this conversation with a parent of one of my students when I was a youth pastor because I was teaching that if you do not believe in Jesus Christ, even if you've never heard that you do not go to heaven. yeah. And uh, in fact, inversely, that you will be punished for your sin because in Romans 1, it teaches us that you go to hell not because you didn't receive Jesus, but because you rejected God. Wow. And, um, and I had this t- conversation with her, and why does it matter? Because if I'm a Christian and I know that people can worship God in improper ways because they've never heard of him possibly, and they come to America, say, as an exchange student, why would I ever tell them about Jesus and take away their free trip to heaven, okay? Like, I should tell them to put headphones or earmuffs on and just walk around like they don't want to talk to a Christian. Mm. Because that's not true. The Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible directly teaches that we are held accountable because he has made himself known in all of creation. Therefore, why should you know this as a listener of the Lead Defend podcast? Why should you firmly hold to the belief that there's only one way to know God? There's only one form of worship that is appropriate because you need to go tell the nations. And scripture says that, you know, beautiful are the feet that take the good news. And so that's a picture of God's mission for us Mm -hmm. to take this message that is very specific. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, and to spread it to everyone that we meet. Yes. And so that is why it's important. We need to yeah. have that settled in our heart, but then we need to be on mission with this message of hope because it is the message of hope. Yeah, because not only is a person missing out on the opportunity to spend a life worshiping God, they're missing out on eternity forever with him. And, and I think y'all brought up a really, really interesting point that if we don't believe that God only accepts true biblical worship through his son, Jesus, and a relationship with him, then 
we're very tempted to think that everyone's eternity is completely okay. Yeah. And, and here's the reality. Jesus did not come and live a perfect life and die a horrid death because anybody can get to heaven any way they want. Seth, you were sharing an illustration with us, a mountain illustration, I believe it was earlier. Yeah, and I, and I know that in, in other questions that we're going to have in this topic, it's going to specifically talk about salvation. Yeah. And this is a salvation illustration, but it, it goes right in hand with, is there only one form of worship that's acceptable? And there is. And it's that um, David Platt in his book Radical talks about how he was he was speaking with um, some men of other religions, and they were they were talking about well isn't isn't really God up on a mountain, and all of us have a different path, a different road leading up the mountain to God, and we we get our way up there, and 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 we're with God, you know, we're all with the same God, and and. David Platt said, no, like that's not Christianity. That's every other religion. So if, if we really boil it down, every religion, that's the philosophy. It's some sort of moralism, sort of, sort of earning your way to God. But Christianity is far different. Christianity uh, is our God said, there's no way that any human being could make it up this mountain to me. You'll never be good enough. You'll never find your way here on your own. And so our God didn't, didn't expect us to get up the mountain. He didn't even try to make a way up the mountain. Our God came down from the mountain, and he came to earth as the son, Jesus Christ, and he lived the life we couldn't live and died the death we deserve so that we could be with him on the mountain. He comes to us and then brings us to him. And, um, and that's why Christianity is different. That's why um, we ask the question, how could God only, how could a good God only allow there to be one way to him? No, no, a good God made a way to him. Um, and, and that isn't exclusive. That's grace wow. that there is a way. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. What a great message of hope. And like, it should just be on our tongues. Like, mm. you know, the beauty of the gospel applied to our life, but the beauty of the gospel as applied to the lives of our loved ones and our friends and our neighbors and the person we'll never meet, you know, that, that should be our heartbeat. That's why this question should really be settled in our hearts. Absolutely. It's important to us. It's important to you. Thank you for tuning into the Lead Defend podcast. Remember, Lead Defend conference is coming up at the beginning of 2021. Details are coming up really, really soon. And so make sure you check leaddefend.org to get in on that. Today, we went through some research put out by Lifeway. If you want more information on that, you can go to lifewayresearch.com and type in the theology study, the state of theology study in the search bar, and you'll find it right there, or we'll put the link in the menu. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. Until next time, check out our website at leaddefend.org for details on the next Lead Defend conference, or shoot Seth and Ryan an email at leaddefend at absc.org. If you want to help us out, rate and review Lead Defend on your podcast app, and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Now go lead. A podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.